What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Gambler, Fox Sports, the Gambler, presented by Cure Auto Insurance. It is the Philadelphia Union pregame show, and we are getting set. And it's still incredible to say game number two for the Philadelphia Union in Champions League play, and the second game being against against Saprissa, who they were able to beat in their first matchup on the road. But now the matchup is right here, Chester, Pennsylvania, Subaru Park. The Philadelphia Union are back home. And last time I checked, if I remember correctly, the Philadelphia Union are pretty darn good at Subaru Park. So we're getting set for the matchup today here, the Philadelphia Union pregame show. My name is John Jansen, and joining me right now, live at Subaru Park, I already was talking to him, and I can already hear all the sounds and noises. Oh, it's it's incredible. Sean Brace, our, our program director, host of the Daily Ticket, he is going to be at the game today. Joe, what what is the, the atmosphere like there for Champions League action has to have some kind of excitement uh, there at Subaru Park. John, it's so funny that we lined it up perfectly. Uh, the team just came out in the field for warm-up. Uh, if you, here's a callback to our uh, Supporter Shield winning uh, show after that game. I can see Sergio Santos and Jose Martinez by their hair uh, right, right here on that outside the press box. Uh, the fans are coming. Uh, I can see some smoke billowing uh, <laughs> with the supporters coming uh, into the stadium. Uh, yeah, it's it's fun to be back. It's been an extended period of time. And, uh, and look, it's one of the longest off-seasons MLS teams have ever had. Uh, league play starts over the weekend. Uh, I think it's been, what, almost six months? Uh, I'm not good at math, so correct me if I'm <laughs> We'll wrong figure there, that but, one out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's, it's been since November was the playoff game. So, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, it's been a long time waiting to see this team back at, on home soil. Obviously, they played uh, one game down in Costa Rica and ended up winning that game one nothing against Saprissa. So now you run into the, the second leg where, you know, it's still 90 minutes of knockout soccer. Anything can happen. But the good news is, if you're a Union fan, uh, things seem to be falling in the club's favor for tonight's match. Yeah, it does seem to be, and we'll get to that because there are uh, some things to report and injury reports and players going to be out, especially on the Saprissa side. Uh, but I want to stick with the Philadelphia Union side. You, you, as you said, it's been an extended break. It's been a long one, but the Union looked tremendous in Game 1 and, uh, I mean, defensively looked amazing. So what, what can we attribute that to, and do you expect that to be kind of the same again tonight? Yeah, I mean, they looked like the team that, 
won the Supporters' Shield last year. Like, this is uh, the, the pressing style. They were able to get right out at the, uh, uh, the Supriza defenders uh, early on. It, it was just it was the Philadelphia Union brand of soccer uh, we've come to know and love. Uh, it was right there on display from the first minute in Costa Rica. So nothing really changed in terms of style of play. Yes, their defense was very good. Uh, I think we have to mention that Saprissa has been in bad form domestically. Uh, I believe it was eight or nine winless. So it's not like they come in uh, to this series in, in terrific form. I think part of that has to, to deal with uh, how the result was last Wednesday. So uh, it's a combination of both things. But uh, look, Mark McKenzie has departed for, for Belgium. But Jacob Glesnes and Jack Elliott are two very solid center backs in their own right. They have chemistry with each other from last year. I think that really helps to carry over into the start of the season. Yes, uh, there were some forward injuries. There are some new faces mixing into the squad. Uh, Leon Flack being one of them, uh, one of the new signings coming into the lineup starting again tonight. But there, there is some reliability, some consistency in that back four uh, with Kai Wagner center backs and, and Olivier Mbizo, you know, he didn't play uh, in front of Ray Gaddis a lot last year, but he does have the familiarity with the other three defenders. And I think that really helped the union uh, on the field and then with their entire game plan uh, leading up to the match. Yeah, I think what made it a, a little bit more, I hate to say surprising, but with the long layoff, you know, I think it was expected maybe a little bit of rust in that game, but also uh, they didn't have two of their best players who obviously went on uh, to go into different leagues, and the Philadelphia Union did just address that last night. Now, Sporting Director Ernst Tanner uh, addressed the Brendan Harrison and Mark McKenzie transfers, and uh, there was a not controversy, but just concern about what he said there, but I think uh, Joe Tanzi you could probably do a good job of clearing the air on exactly think, what he meant think, with those. Yeah, I think we've uh, we've spent the whole day doing this whole uh, breakdown of the nomenclature that was used in town <laughs> all last night with him, him and, and Tim McDermott. Look, the word refund was thrown out there, and I, I get it. That That's a trigger word for union fans because when you say we're going to refund the academy, it, that in our brains and with the way it was, it was spelled with no hyphen in between the re and the fund, that all this money that, you know, upwards of, what, $15 million that it was spent uh, by Gank and by Rebel Salzburg to purchase Brendan Aronson and Mark McKenzie, that that's just going right back into the academy. That, that's, look, money is going to go into the academy. There's no doubt about that. But that was always going to be the plan. So it, it's not like this is a thing where, oh, my goodness, uh, where where's the money going? We knew money was going back to the academy. I, I think... And I was having this discussion with people in the press box early on uh, tonight. Maybe he meant re-hyphen fund. That has a huge, you know, there's a huge difference in meaning between that and <laughs> refund, like, in full to the academy. Uh, funds were going in regardless. I think the concern is compounded by the lack of signings that have come in attack. Because there, there were two areas of concern we thought they would approach uh, with the money from McKenzie and Aronson. That was a new number 10. Well, Anthony Fontana uh, has been installed as the starting 10. And then we thought, you know, let's get a more aggressive, dynamic number nine, an out-and-out out goal scorer that can keep you up at the top of MLS. And they didn't go out and get that. They got a replacement for Mark McKenzie on the depth chart in Stuart Finley and Leon Flock as we mentioned earlier, came in from St. Pauli, uh, very much in the mold of an Ernst Tanner signing. Uh, and he's starting in midfield. 
but that's also because Jamiro Montero is further up the field tonight. So uh, there's a little bit of frustration. Look, winning cures a lot of things, and, and winning in continental competition cures that as well. Uh, I think in the long run, yes, uh, you are going to need to spend some of those funds, especially in the summer uh, when the transfer markets open up. And, and Ernst Tanner has kind of hinted at that where the summer window may be uh, more advantageous for business because you have, uh, you're going to have free agents coming over from Europe. Uh, and, and the European clubs, even the biggest ones, uh, are hurt a lot by the pandemic because there's no fan revenue coming in. And look, we, we see that problem in MLS, too, but uh, it affects the big clubs as a trickle-down effect. So, yeah, I think you'll see uh, maybe more business as the, the months go on just because of where the market is right now. And, but, the, but I understand the frustration. I understand the concern. Uh, I just think it was a little too much of a, of a knee-jerk reaction. Yes, this team is going to spend in some capacity. Is it in the capacity some fans want it? Maybe not, but money will be spent. I think that's a no-brainer. Uh, it's a matter of when these you know, signings do come in. Uh, we've seen two, but they're not the, you know, they don't get your, your eyeballs right away. It's a Scottish center back and a, and a German midfielder. They're practical signings, but we want big names. We want the pizzazz. We want, you know, we want the 20-goal scorer because it, it, that's what that money brings. This is the Philadelphia Union pregame show. Uh, you're, we're, you're joined by, excuse me, John Jansen and Joe Tanzi going over the second game of the Champions League match today. Uh, Joe, and I think you're right. Winning cures all. And I think the philosophy and the plan from Ernst Tanner and Jim Curtin has worked very well. So I think, I think we can give them the benefit of the doubt here when it comes to spending money and spending it on the right players and doing the right things. But I do want to go into the Saprisa side a little bit. Now we'll go into the specific matchups and things like that. But we do have some news in terms of players that are going to be out for Saprisa. Uh, who is going to be missing for them in tonight's game? Yeah, I mean, look, this was a, a surprise a few days ago. Even, you know, from, from just a betting perspective, yesterday when the lines were out, the Union were minus 105 uh, as a favorite on the money line. Uh, that inflated the minus 250 today after the news. Uh, I think it was confirmed, you know, it has been reported in the Costa Rican press uh, for quite some time uh, over the last few days. Uh, Kendall Watson is the biggest absence. Their center back, uh, if you follow MLS, uh, you're familiar with him. Big, towering uh, presence in the middle of the back four. Uh, played at Vancouver, played for Cincinnati. Uh, because the Costa Rican national team played over in Europe during the international break, I believe there, there's something within the, the travel restrictions where uh, he's not allowed to travel to the United States. Uh, the other Costa Rican club in the competition, Alawahente, uh, was hit by the same restrictions, and they played with a depleting, depleted squad uh, against Atlanta United last night. Uh, three other players tested positive, reportedly, for COVID-19. Uh, so, Saprisa is down three starters from the first leg. Add in the fact that they were already in poor form in, in league play going into this matchup. Uh, look, it makes it really tough for them, and and if you really look at the, the betting odds tonight, you know, they're up to plus 800, I believe, on the money line. That's pre-match. Uh, we all know what that means. It means uh, it, it's a pretty big gap between what the expectations are for this match. Uh, the Union are very good at home. They won the first leg. Uh, they're in better uh, depth 
I wouldn't say they're completely healthy because they're not, but they have better depth and, and more first-team players available. So all of that compounds. Uh, I had one of our, our listeners tweet at us earlier. That's why you get the bets in early because they were <laughs> minus 105 yesterday, uh, minus 250 last time I checked now. I wouldn't be surprised if that number shifts a little more in their favor because uh, it, it is a mismatch in terms of first-team players out in the field tonight. You know what? Let's go over some of the odds coming up on the other side of the break. We'll go over odds, matchups, starting, uh, who is starting for the Philadelphia Union. All of that coming up next. It's the Philadelphia Union pregame show with John Jansen and Joe Tanzi. Coming up next, who are we taking to win this game, starting lineups, and breaking down this entire matchup. That's coming up next. Fox Sports again, Gamble presented by Cure Auto Insurance. We are getting set. Game number two for the Philadelphia Union in Champions League play coming up against Saprissa. And, uh, well, we're going to have everything covered now for you when it comes to starting lineups, matchups, the odds. We'll have it all. And, of course, I couldn't do it without my guy, Joe Tanti, who joins me on the pregame show right now. He is live at Subaru Park, as you can hear. Uh, I know they're getting things started. Oh, it sounds lovely over there, Joe. Oh, it sounds great. But uh, what also sounds great is the starting lineups for the Philadelphia Union and Saprissa. Uh, what are they? Any changes? Doesn't seem like for the Union side, obviously, for Saprissa. So we're going to see some changes with their starting lineup. Yeah, so I'll start with Saprissa. We'll go down uh, the order there. Uh, they're missing the three starters from last week. Uh, Kendall Watson, the most notable one, uh, not being allowed into the country due to travel restrictions. They're running with Cruz, Hernandez, uh, Spindola, Blanco, Evans, Barantes, Guzman, Lester, Alanios, Walter Cortez, who played for uh, Bethlehem Steel at, at one point, and Colindres. Uh, that's their 11. Uh, if we remember, Blanco is the one who became very well acquainted with Ty Wagner at the end of last week's game. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if there's any, uh, any lingering uh, things from that uh, horrendous tackle. Jim Curtin did say yesterday that uh, the two players did talk through social media uh, and there was an apology given to Kai Wagner. Uh, the good news is Kai Wagner is okay. He's back in the starting 11. And the 11 done change. This is something that we're not used to with the Philadelphia Union. Uh, usually there's one or two changes. Uh, Andre Blake in gold. Then you have Kai Wagner, Jacob Blessings, Jack Elliott, Levy Baizo uh, in the back four. The midfield diamond, you have Jose Martinez, defensive midfield. Leon Flock, Alejandro Bedoya on the sides of the diamond. Jamiro Montero at 10. Anthony Fontana and Casper Shizuko up top. Uh, again, this is a lineup kind of made out of necessity because uh, Sergio Santos and Corey Burke have been injured. Uh, the good news is Santos is on the bench tonight. The only change in the match day squad uh, Sergio Santos replaces Nathan Harriel in the 18. Uh, look, last week, I think it was primarily defenders out of necessity on the bench. Now you have an attacking player in Santos. Uh, does he get 30 tonight? Possibly. Uh, kind of depends on, on where he's at fitness-wise. But uh, seeing Sergio Santos and his pace come off the bench uh, to ice a two-leg tie doesn't sound like a fun thing for the Supreme defenders. Uh, especially in their de- depleted state. So, uh, but the one key for me, it stuck out last week, and uh, I think it stuck out to a lot of people, is, is the attacking ability of Olivier Baizo. We've seen it every you know, few games here, but not to the extent we did in Costa Rica last week. I mean, the guy was shooting laser beams off his foot 
and, and crossing them into the box. And, and one ended up on Casper Stoko's head for the only goal of the match. Uh, the His attacking presence going forward on the right side, look, Ray Gaddis is a club legend, uh, will be in, in the, the ring of honor at some point, but he was lacking a little bit offensively. And that's where Bizos, you know, excels. And you have more balance in this 4-4-2 formation that relies on the outside backs to get further forward. We see it all the time with Ty Wagner. We didn't see it much on the right. If you remember uh, the last few seasons, it's been Alejandro Bedoya drifting right from his midfield position. It's been Ofino when he comes on, combining with Alejandro Bedoya on the right side to create some, some movement and, and get the ball in from that side of the pitch. Now you have a, a right back who can match the skill set of the left back. Obviously, Wagner is still the, the, considered the better of the two, but uh, that's something to watch again tonight. Does that continue? Does he continue to benefit off the confidence he gained in Costa Rica? Because to me, he was the player who stood out the most. We know what, what a lot of these guys can do, but Baizo coming in and making the impact he did, uh, I think that bodes well for the Union, not only tonight, but for the rest of the 2021 season. So, does that mean we're going with the Philadelphia Union here tonight against Saprissa? Now, they are minus 250 on the money line. Uh, Saprissa plus 800. Uh, it seems like with all the news surrounding Saprissa and the fact that their lineup has changed so much, players out, it seems like the Union are kind of a no-brainer here, but it would have been better if you maybe got in earlier on that bet. Yeah, if you got him yesterday at minus 105, it would have been a lot better. Uh, yeah. that, that's, just, uh, that's just basically what it is. Look, uh, the Union should probably win tonight. Uh, I don't really advocate betting a, a minus 250 money line favorite. Uh, so I, if you are looking to bet this game, uh, I would look towards, look, a draw is a possibility because a draw, uh, a scoreless draw gets them through. Uh, to, to go over the, those situations real quick, the only way we get extra time tonight is if Saprissa wins one nothing. In that case, it would be 1-1 with an away goal on each side. Uh, Saprissa scores multiple goals. The Union have to outscore them. Let's hope and pray we don't get to see that tonight. Uh, hope it's an easy night for a team that's been very good at home. And what do you if expect? The game, if you're betting the game, I would go look at the totals more than anything. Uh, an over-under of two and a half seems very plausible with, with the way Saprissa's back line is weakened. Uh, Santos coming off the bench. Uh, that could be the, 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 the player that gets you that over. Uh, I, I think you're, you're more likely to see goals tonight just because of what the matchup gives us. Yeah, so I was, I was definitely about to go more into that because we didn't see very many goals last game. Do we expect the Union to do that again, or uh, are we expecting them to be a little bit more aggressive? And especially being home at Subaru Park, does that play maybe a bit of a factor here uh, in, in kind of the goal scoring in this game? Yeah, look, playing at home and, look, the, the confidence they gained from last week, uh, they didn't show any hesitancy in the way they approached that game. Look, for the first minute, they, they were pressing. They were doing exactly what uh, has given them so much success in the past. So, look, they won't be afraid of the moment. Uh, there were two completely different results last night uh, with MLS teams. You saw Portland uh, just absolutely run through Marathon, and then Atlanta United, uh, you know, played a low-scoring game with Alohense, who was depleted. Uh, we thought in that game, you know, Atlanta United, maybe they, they put him away early because uh, they did have more depth and, and more first-team starters there. So I think you'll see somewhere in the middle tonight. I don't think you'll see 5 nothing, 6 nothing, But I think a, a 2 nothing result, uh, maybe even 3 nothing, possibly 2-1 if, if Saprissa gets one late, uh, I think that's definitely in play. I think, I think we will see more goals tonight. 
uh, than we did last Wednesday. So you're thinking uh, maybe possibly a, a shutout here for the Union. Uh, I guess <laughs> their defense played very well last time, and obviously their goaltending with Andre Blake is yeah. phenomenal. So I, I think, are you expecting here just the Union to continue kind of that defensive dominance that they had against Saprissa, now especially with some players out? Yeah, look, I, I think 2 nothing or 3 nothing is probably the, the most uh, favorable result here. I don't think they're going to blow the doors off the breeze. So remember, uh, there is a league game on Sunday against the Columbus Crew. That's pretty huge as well. Uh, I don't know if that'll be in the back of Jim Curtin's mind because you do have to survive in advance first. Uh, but, you know, if you're up 2 nothing late in, like, the 85th minute, uh, it might not hurt, but, you know, give Casper Spilko, like, five minutes off. Uh, it, it, it never hurts with, with some maintenance early in the season. So uh, 2 nothing, I think, is reasonable. 3 nothing, definitely not out of the question. Uh, I just don't see where uh, Saprissa limits them for 90 minutes because of, of the, the lack of depth in, in defense. Uh, I, I know I mentioned over two and a half goals a, a few minutes ago. Uh, I think that's probably the safest bet uh, in terms of value, what you're going to get tonight. Uh, you're not getting value on the money line. So I think over no. two and a half uh, probably is kind of your safest uh, or, or most valuable bet uh, from this matchup. Now, real quick, I know we don't have this prop, but I like hearing it anyway. Who do you think scores tonight for the Union? <laughs> can I can I channel our, uh, our, our program director? Yes, do it! Fontana? Yeah! <laughs> no, Fontana I'm, for so Brace! Yeah! So, uh, I'm not going to go Fontana tonight. Oh, so come I on! Think, you just got me pumped! I know, I know. It's called a tease. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go Jameer about- I'm going to go Jamiro Montero scores one. He's playing in an advanced role. He's going to have a lot more touches in the final third. The problem with Fontana is he's a 10. He's playing in a striker role. He's not used to it. Uh, he didn't have a lot of touches last Wednesday. I think Casper Schmilko is the more likely scorer out of the striker partnership. So let me go. I'll, look, I'll go 3 nothing. I'll go Schmilko, Montero as the starters and then Santos to, to finish it off coming off the bench in the second half. Absolutely love it. That is the Philadelphia Union pregame show. We will be back for postgame probably around 10-20 after the Union and Saprissa finish their matchup. Uh, Joe, thanks for joining me tonight. Good, uh, good luck. Have fun covering the game, and we'll be talking again at about 10-20 here for the Union postgame show. Yeah, yeah. if you're tuning in, basically once the final whistle blows, Give us like two minutes to set up a phone call and, uh, and we'll be on for your post game. There summer. you go. Sounds fantastic. Thanks, Joe. That is Joe Tanzi. All right. So we'll be back for the post game show at 1020, uh, for the Philadelphia Union. But that is it for the Philadelphia Union pregame show. Saprisa Union, uh, watch the matchup. Have fun. Let's see if we can get another win for the Philadelphia Union in Champions League play. And we'll be talking about a win on the post-game show on The Line Change. The Line Change, by the way, is the show that I do, Monday through Friday, 8 to 11. That is coming up next. Fox Sports The Gambler, presented by Cure Auto Insurance. Nasty. Daddy. Hey, Mikey, if you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl.
but my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart, Brian.